Welcome back to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. Today's guest, we got Jack Weisenberger, who played at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor from 2017 to 2019. He was a relief pitcher and pitched in the College World Series against Vanderbilt in the 2019 College World Series National Championship Series. Jack was drafted by the A's in the 20th round of the 2019 draft. And in his first half season of pro ball, he pitched 15 innings, gave up seven hits with five earned runs, and struck out 28 people. In this podcast, we talked to Jack about a couple of things. Jack grew up in Las Vegas and eventually moved to Michigan um, to play high school baseball. And he talks about getting recruited out of Michigan, um, starting with the in-state schools and eventually getting recruited on a national level, but really using the resources you have, um, things such as video to get your name out to coaches. And Jack, like like Joe said, was a pretty pretty early commit, and he he provided an interesting insight into what it's like to kind of be a big commit on a national level at, at such an early age. And he then goes into talking about how the support from his parents was a huge a huge element in that process. Uh, Perk Jack's father is the athletic director at Ferris State in Michigan. So having within that family kind of an understanding of the recruiting process and kind of college athletics was, according to Jack, a, a big piece that helped him kind of be comfortable with committing to Michigan at such an early age. Another big part of Jack's recruitment story is just his relationship with Coach Backage. You know, when Coach Backage first reached out to Jack, they were a 500 team. It was, it was Coach Backage's second year with the program. And Michigan just wasn't really a baseball powerhouse. And you look at them now, they played Vandy in the College World Series last year in 2019. But it's something that Jack really believed in from the start. He believed in Coach Package, and he believed in the player development of Michigan, and it paid off for Jack. So let's go. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Thank you so much for hopping on this call with us. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to good to catch up with you guys. Definitely. Um, so we're just gonna get get right to it. If you could just kind of tell us about uh, your high school career in in Rockford and at Rockford, and just kind of how the program prepared you for the recruiting process. If if the program itself brought brought coaches to games, and just kind of give us an insight on that a little bit. Yeah. So I uh, I moved to Rockford my sophomore year of high school. Um, started playing there with the varsity team my sophomore year. Um, and they had a really good program, like my sophomore year, um, you know, a bunch of guys that were on the team, older guys, uh, you know, were committed to go play school at, you know, different D1 schools, D2 schools, kind of every level. So we had a number of guys that wanted to play college baseball and had kind of, you know, been known like around the Grand Rapids area as having a good program. So I was lucky enough to, to be able to go to school there and, and, and play in that program. So, Jack, when was the first time you thought about playing college baseball? I mean, you saw you mentioned that a lot of the older guys were already thinking about playing college baseball. You had a couple of commits. But when was the first time you personally thought you're going to be playing college baseball? Um, well, I mean, I always thought about it. You know, obviously, I you know, wanted to play sports in college. Didn't know if it was going to be football or baseball. Um, 
obviously ended up being baseball, but the first time it ever really became a thought in my head, like, okay, like this is actually like, you know, something that I could do. It was probably around like my freshman year of high school, um, started growing, getting bigger and stronger, started throwing harder, you know, stuff like that. Um, and some schools started to take notice, like first, you know, more of the in-state schools. Um, and then as time went on, I started going to more, you know, tournaments in the summer and stuff like that and started getting looks from other places. But the first time I ever really thought about, you know, like, okay, I want to like strive for this. I want to play college baseball was probably, um, you know, right around freshman, sophomore year of high school. When, when you kind of really started to commit, commit to that, that thought process were, I mean, were you a big, cause I know I freshman and sophomore year, I was pretty undersized. Um, were you undersized kind of going in freshman, sophomore year, or were you kind of already, already getting bigger and stronger? Um, yeah, so I probably started, I kind of a little bit of a growth spurt, um, you know, right around eighth grade. And, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't say I was undersized. I was kind of one of those kids that just kind of got big pretty quick and, you know, kind of just grew into my body. Um, so I was, I was lucky there, but, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's that. (laughs) Well, and you, and you also talked about that you were kind of playing football and baseball. Did you, did you really just focus on baseball because you felt that you had a better shot of playing at the next level with that? Or was it, were there, was there other factors that went into kind of just focusing solely on baseball? Yeah. So a big thing, um, you know, eighth grade, you know, kind of, like I said, when I hit that growth spurt, obviously it helped with baseball, but it definitely helped with football too. So, you know, we kind of had, um, you know, like a decision to make, I didn't think it would come this early, but I had a little bit of an issue with, you know, concussions and stuff like that through football. Um, and my dad had played college football. He played at Michigan for a year before he decided to go to central Michigan and, uh, only play baseball. So he, he had some health issues and we kind of talked about it after, you know, a few pretty bad concussions. We were like, you know, I, we don't really think this is, you know, worth it long-term, um, you know, cause obviously you, it was right around the time all the stuff was, all the research was coming out with concussions and CT and the NFL and stuff like that. So on top of that, it was, you know, baseball was picking up and we kind of just decided, you know, like I'll play basketball in high school for fun. Cause I didn't want to just, you know, stick to one sport at age 15. Cause I, you know, like to compete and wanted to do that as much as I could. But um, that was one of the big deciding factors in just moving solely towards baseball um, was the health thing with with football. And then obviously, you know, I love the game of baseball. So it was a pretty easy decision for me to make. Yeah, I mean, the health concern for football players is is absolutely always there. But so, Jack, when was the first time you ever really talked to a college coach? Um, You know, when was the first time they really reached out to you? Uh, let me think. I'm pretty sure the first contact was, you know, right around freshman year college or freshman year high school. Um, you know, I started getting some questionnaires, emails, stuff like that. Um, you know, then started getting some calls and would just have like conversations with coaches, just trying to, you know, trying to get to know me. And I was trying to get to know them to figure out, you know, where I'd want to go to school, um, you know, three, four years later. Um, but that, that was right around the time when I first started getting, um, some, some interest shown in me. So that, that was pretty cool. That was exciting for, you know, a, a freshman in high school to be able to, you know, have that good fortune to, you know, already have some interest from schools. I was, I was so happy and excited. I loved it. Was, uh, was that interest coming mostly from Michigan area schools? And was that, do you think 
just based off of high school performance and, and stuff in the area? Or was that, uh, did you attend like any camps or showcase tournaments, things like that, that kind of got you on the radar? Mm-hmm. So initially, you know, it was, it was in-state schools that, you know, started showing, showing interest first. Um, Cause you know, I kind of played in tournaments around the Midwest. We had a really good travel team um, with a high school coach from Gull Lake named Bill Blakely. And it was a bunch of, you know, kids that I played with from 14 to 18. Um, and we, we kind of played in the Midwest for a while. And then me and some other guys started getting recruited pretty early on. So we decided to, you know, start doing the whole perfect game thing and going to some tournaments and, you know, we'd, we'd play in our Midwest tournaments and then, you know, once or twice a summer, try to go down to Georgia and, you know, compete at like, I guess, a national level again in, you know, those big tournaments with teams from all over. And then after that, I mean, we, a lot of guys, a lot of our guys had success at those, uh, at those events and started getting interest from schools all over the country, myself included. So it was, it, that was pretty cool, especially going through that with, you know, like your best friends, it's, it's pretty fun. And Jack, can you go more into like the bigger tournaments, right? You, you talked about the Midwest tournaments. Um, you know, how many, how many coaches from that area would go to that relative to when you went down to, to Georgia for the bigger tournaments? Yeah. The, as soon as you said that one thing jumped in my mind. So the fall of my sophomore year of high school, um, I still hadn't committed to Michigan yet. And I got invited to go play, um, in a fall tournament in October down in uh, Fort Myers, Florida with a, with a like team Marucci, um, you know, like a big, big time, like travel baseball program. So we obviously wanted to do it. And I remember the first game uh, we went down there and I, the, the coach had me, I didn't even know the coaches I kind of just met them on the fly and it was kids from all over the country on this team. So they had me start the first game of the tournament and there was probably like, 80 different schools like behind you know home plate with a radar gun so I think I think I tried throwing one breaking ball and was so nervous that I just spiked it right (laughs) into the ground but I was just trying to throw every pitch as hard as I could and see if I could hit any good numbers on the guns but oh I was so nervous you know I've, I've played in front of like multiple schools before but nothing like what it was down there it was you know it was ridiculous it was every school you could pretty much imagine all in one spot you know, watching me throw two innings. <laughs> Did, uh, cause you, you mentioned that the team Marucci had kids from, from all over the place. And I mean, you and I grew up in, in Vegas up until you moved, moved back mm-hmm. to Michigan. How did, how did you feel that you stacked up and in, in the baseball that you'd been playing in Michigan stacked up to, to the kids that were coming from all over the place, coming from the Texas's, the Florida's, the California's kind of the, the the baseball hot hotbed so to speak and kind of how your game and most mostly your your pitching style kind of translated into that yeah you know I mean you know before I went down to this event you know I I didn't really know I'd never you know played against you know kids from all over the country like that so I wasn't really sure how I would stack up you know I knew I was going to go you know compete as hard as I could and see see what I could do but um, it wasn't until after I got you know, my feet wet with like one of those big time tournaments we were playing against, you know, some pretty good talent where it's like, all right, like I, you know, I can, I can compete with these guys. Like, it doesn't really matter that I'm from, you know, like a Northern state. Like I think I can do just fine. Jack and being from Michigan, do you think it, it's harder for guys to get recruited? I mean, Jared talked about the whole idea of the hotspots in Texas, California and Florida. And I mean, I'm from California and you know, it baseball is just what you do 
Northern California, Southern California. But do you think it's harder for guys to get recruited out of that Michigan area, that Midwest area, when they're not in that hot spot? Um, I don't think I would say it's harder to get recruited. I'd probably say that, you know, the talent levels, obviously, in California, high school baseball compared to Michigan are, are pretty different. But, um, you know, if if you're good enough to compete, um, you know, at, at the college level, you know, a school's a school's going to be able to find you. I mean, especially nowadays, like with all like the, the events and showcases and like the ability, like just upload videos, like you never know who could see it and who could, you know, decide to take a chance on you. So that's just something you always got to keep in mind. You know, you can't think about, oh, I'm from Michigan. You know, they're not going to look at me. I mean, there's kids that come down to the States and play college baseball. They're from the middle of Canada now. Like it's, you know, guys come from all over to, to, to compete. So I wouldn't really say it's harder to get recruited, but um, you definitely kind of have to prove yourself a little bit coming from, you know, a Northern area as opposed to a Florida or Texas or California. And do you, do you think that the weather in, in those Northern Midwest uh, area States, I mean, you, you get a good chunk of the year where you can't play baseball. Do you think that, that kind of forces you to play other sports and that might help you in, in your game. Cause you kind of get to step away from it and it's not just baseball, baseball, baseball all the time. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, at Michigan, we got, you know, a ton of kids from all over, but mainly Midwest and pretty much everybody on my team, it seems like, you know, played multiple sports in high school. Um, it's just something you like, you got to do if, you know, you don't want to just specialize too early. You can do that when you get to college, but playing multiple sports is fun and it keeps you, you know, keeps your competitive edge. Like what you said, like, you know, you can only play baseball for a short window of time, you know, especially in high school in Michigan. So you got to find ways to, you know, keep that competitive edge and, um, you know, stay athletic. That's another thing too. A lot of guys will stick to one sport, you know, right away, you know, when they're 12, 13, 14. And I don't think it, you know, benefits them nearly as much as a kid who's playing going from basketball practice to going and hitting in the cage, like, you know, it, it definitely builds a little bit of a, a good work ethic and an, obviously a solid base for athleticism too. Jack, so I see or saw you have a PBR profile, prep baseball report. I mean, did you go to their events? Did you think those were valuable? I mean, especially from the Michigan area? Yeah, so PBR is, um, you know, coming up. That was starting up right when, um, you know, I was going through the recruiting process. So all the kids I played with had probably gone to a PBR event at some point. I only went to a couple. I went to one that was in Detroit area, um, you know, a lot of local teams. And we it actually it kind of stunk because we kind of got rained out a little bit. So we had to move indoors. So I just threw a bullpen indoors. But it was, you know, it's just another chance for those coaches to see you and be able to talk to you. That's a big thing. I mean, like when they – when they come around, when they see you enough, it's always about building those relationships too. So the more you can get in front of them, the better. Um, and then the second PBR showcase I went to was more for, um, you know, like the draft for my senior year of high school. I didn't get drafted, but obviously wanted to. Um, so that was a, that was another thing I, I tried pursuing, but luckily I just decided to go to school and, you know, have three pretty solid years. And I kind of want to get into now, I mean, you you kind of said it earlier, you committed to Michigan pretty early uh, during your sophomore year. Kind of walk us through why you decided to, one, commit to Michigan, but two, what went into that decision of being 
pretty early in the in the whole recruiting process. I mean, some guys don't even start their recruiting process until the middle of their sophomore season. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely different for me. Uh, originally when, you know, I started playing, like I said, you know, playing at these perfect game tournaments and, you know, schools from all over, you know, starting to contact you, we kind of just wanted to, you know, talking with my family, like, all right, let's slow it down. Let's think about what, you know, like where I want to go, where I want to like play baseball at. And originally, you know, every kid, you know, wants to go to the SEC or the ACC. That's kind of what has generally been known as like the top dog of college baseball. Um, so that was our original thought. But once I got in touch with uh, Coach Backich at Michigan and, and their staff, you know, and got on campus and, you know, just talked to him about what, um, you know, what he envisioned for the program. Uh, I remember after I came down to Ann Arbor um, for a fall football game, and we had like a two-hour meeting in his office afterwards. And when he offered me, and me and my dad left uh, left his office, and I was like, "I'm fully bought in." You know, I, I think Michigan's going to be in Omaha and at the time. They were, you know, just a middle of the pack Big Ten school. So um, my thought process changed pretty quick in one little meeting. I went from thinking, "All right, you know, let's feel it out and give every school a chance to like, nope, this is this is where I want to go." It was kind of just one of those things, like you you know, when when you know, you know, and um, I waited a few months after that to uh, actually commit, but it, it definitely was a good decision, I think. So you said you were kind of on the fence about Michigan at first, but you taught, you had a conversation with Coach Backage. I mean, you don't have to go into too much detail, but what what were the biggest points he was talking about that really like convinced you, like, hey, like this is this is a place to be. And I mean, you guys got to the point where yeah. 2019, you're playing Vandy for the national championship, and and seeing that the whole team develop over those last couple of years was pretty amazing. But what, what did he say to you? Yeah, I mean, at the time, you know, I think he was probably in his maybe his second year at Michigan. Um, so, you know, he hadn't had a recruiting class of his own and yet and, you know, was still kind of, um, you know, feeling it out. But, you know, one of the big things that sold me was, I mean, he'd worked at Clemson, Vanderbilt, East Carolina before that. Um, you know, he was around a lot of smart coaches that had gone had gone to Omaha. Um, and I just fully believe that he was, you know, the next the next guy to do it. Um, he had me sold on, you know, their player development, um, their pitching coach at the time, Sean Kenny. I, I loved him as a coach. He was there for only my freshman year, but he was a big part of the recruiting process for me, too, because we heard, you know, nothing but good things about him. And we all loved being around him. Um, but, you know, the player development thing. And uh, the fact that I, you know, I just, I, for some reason, just fully believed in it. And, you know, it was pretty cool to see it pay off last year, like you said. And I think, I think that's a huge thing is the player development. And I think sometimes early high school commits can't really see that far into the future and are really thinking about their player development. They're just sometimes seeing a big name school or a really, really good school. So, I mean, do you think there, there are times when guys can commit too early? Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I've talked, I've had plenty of friends, um, you know, commit to big D one schools and they get there and get on campus and, you know, they're ready to go to a Juco after one year, you know, it's just not, it's not always what you expect with some, with some places, um, you know, and obviously, you, you know, you don't really know what to expect your freshman year of college, but, um, the player development thing, uh, I was absolutely sold on it. And, um, you know, especially like talking to guys that have gone to other schools and like 
hearing from what they have to say about like how they go about developing and then how it's done at Michigan, it's, it's night and day. So I was really, really fortunate to, to make a, make a good decision and, you know, trust those guys with, you know, my career basically. Jack. So we had one of our buddies, Nick Garcia on, on the podcast last week and, and he was a late bloomer, but it seems like you were a pretty early bloomer in the sense. I mean, you were pretty, pretty physically mature as a freshman and sophomore. I mean, you're already getting looks pretty, pretty early. What was, what was the mentality like having so many colleges, you know, like calling you at such a young age? I mean, your parents had, had to have been like a pretty big, you know, support system for you, like making sure you're, you're thinking about the right things and everything. But were there ever points where you're like, where were the points where you felt overwhelmed about it or, or anything like that? Yeah, overwhelmed 100%. Like, you know, explaining, you know, when I went down and played in that one tournament in front of 60 scouts, you know, a lot of them started contacting me after that. So, you know, I was overwhelmed, but not in a bad sense. It was all, you know, it was like, oh, man, like, you know, it's out. not to like, not, I guess not complaining about it, but it's like, man, I got to make another phone call. But it's like, it's all it's all good news. It's all good stuff. You know, just getting to know like all these different coaches and developing relationships and just going about that process. It's, it was a lot of work at first, but you know, it's, it's what you got to do. It's, it, I mean, it was fun. And, and I'm curious, Jack, cause your dad is a, is an athletic director at, at Ferris state in, in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And he's been around college athletics for, for a really, really long time. Do you, do you think that his, his knowledge and kind of being around college athletics for that, that period of time helped in your recruitment process and then helped being a really big early recruit. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was, I was going to mention that because, you know, one of the, probably the most important part of his job as an athletic director is, you know, hiring the right coach, finding the right guys, you know, to, to coach your program. So in that sense, it's kind of like what you're doing with recruiting, you know, you're figuring out, what you know what program would do I want to go to who do I want to play for um it's a little bit a little bit of the same in a way and you know like you said he's he's got a ton of knowledge with college athletics he's been around student athletes and coaches his entire life it's just you know it's what he does every day so having him to kind of lean on like you know like he's you know this is what I heard about this you know you could just go to him with anything and you know he would he would have some some pretty solid advice so it was definitely nice having um having an athletic director as a dad when it came to the recruiting process because he could weed through, you know, some of the, some of the things that you're not really sure about and, you know, just steer you in the right direction. Jack, what was, what was your parents' reaction to you committing early? Were they, were they pretty, pretty bought into Michigan or were they kind of like, you know, wish you waited a little longer? What was that initial reaction? Yeah. So I, I don't think they were bought in on my decision right away. Uh, shortly after they were, but pretty much, um, like I said earlier, I left EB's office and looked in my, like, you know, was talking to my dad on the ride home. I was like, I don't know how I didn't just tell him right there. I was, I was biting my tongue the whole time. Like I, you know, that's where I want to go. And he was just kind of telling me to hold my horses a little bit and just like, just wait, you know, let's go on some other visits. Let's see some other places. You know, if, if you don't like it as much, then you can always commit to Michigan again. Um, and we, so we did that. I talked to some schools for a couple more months and then, you know, one day I woke up and I'd been talking to still the coaches at Michigan for, you know, every week since I went on that visit. And I, uh, 
I was getting ready to go to a JV basketball practice my sophomore year and I was leaving our house and my, both of my parents are there and I was like, I am going to call EB on the drive over there and, and tell them that I'm coming to school. I'm going to, you know, go play for Michigan. And they were like, you're kidding me. I was like, nope. Like I like, I've been thinking about it for the last three months. This is what I want to do. Like, I, I just know it's, it's where I'm supposed to be. And they're like, you know, we're not, we're not saying no, but you know, we're just telling you like, maybe just wait a little bit. And, you know, being the 16 year old, arrogant kid that I was I decided to get in the car and, and call coach package and let him know that I was coming and they're in the middle of a team meeting and he answered the phone and I could they were all hooting and hollering and yelling and I was so excited I got to my JV basketball practice and our uh, my head coach was a big Michigan fan and he was actually the first person I told I was like hey like it's I just committed to Michigan and then they all started freaking out so it was a ton of fun like it was it was a great day like when you make that decision it's kind of just like a weight off your chest you know type of feel and obviously, you know, my parents, you know, the next day were, you know, hug, hugging me. We're all happy and super excited. And they just wanted me to go to the right place, you know, doing, you know, what any parent would. They just want you to to make the right decisions. And if you ask them now, they will 100 percent agree. That was probably the smartest decision I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it it we're all we're all trying to find that that right, perfect fit in the in the recruitment process. And it pretty much seems like that's exactly what Michigan was for you. But when you first stepped foot in, in Ann Arbor on, on that campus, how was, how was kind of your, your freshman fall going into your freshman season, just kind of making that leap to, to high level division one baseball and that transition and kind of just walk us through the ups, the downs, the thought process, just kind of everything with that. Yeah, long story short, freshman year, I was probably more of a deer in the headlights than anything. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to really get prepared for, you know, Michigan athletics, you know, just coming from, you know, high school baseball and summer travel tournaments. It's it's a lot. I mean, the morning workouts were something I never experienced, you know, um, like study hours, something I never experienced, you know, going to a school with 50,000 people, something I've never experienced. So there was a lot of new things that kind of just hit you. Um you know, right in the face right away. And yeah, that freshman fall was definitely a whirlwind, a lot of, a lot of running around, a lot going on. Um, but we had a lot of older guys on the team and I kind of knew that I wasn't going to play really. So I was just trying to learn from the older guys as much as I could. That's, that's the advice they give you. They, you know, the coaches will tell that they'll look at some guys and say, you know, follow what this guy does. Like he's doing this right. Like, like learn from him. And lucky, luckily all of us freshmen had a really good group of upperclassmen that um, kind of took us under the wing and, you know, guided us along that freshman year. Jack, what were your biggest, what were your biggest pieces of development throughout the years? Like what was, what was something you really, you know, what was something you're like, you know, I got a lot better at this specific thing throughout my time in Michigan. Yeah. So the biggest change with my development, cause I went in freshman year and was still a two-way player for my whole freshman year and then the fall of sophomore year I was you know an outfield slash DH and also a pitcher um and I still didn't throw that hard you know it was I mean that hard but I was it was like 88 91 freshman year um but that summer right before coach Sean Kenny left um he took a job down at Georgia he's the pitching coach there now uh, before he left that's when the driveline thing was kind of picking up around college baseball and he was like I, I want to get into this and I was around Ann Arbor that summer so I was kind of the 
um, you know, the first guy to start doing that. Um, and that's when I saw some, some velocity jumps. And then that winter of my sophomore year, um, after doing a lot of, you know, work with like the plyo balls and stuff like that, and really focusing on long tossing and, and, you know, my weightlifting and strength. Um, I remember I threw a bullpen one day and it was just, you know, a bunch of 94s and I'd never thrown that hard in my life. I was like, what is going on here? So that was, that was a big thing. And then after that, after that, I had a meeting with EB and he's like, I think we're just going to have you just pitch now. I was like, that's probably good. Yeah. Cause I, I, you can ask any of my, anyone that played Michigan baseball, I probably struck out more in the fall than anyone. So I don't think I was meant to be a hitter. I was more of a batting practice guy, but we decided to stick with pitching and uh, that was a big thing, but you know, getting in, you know, just developing a good routine with, um, you know, our pre-care, throwing, post-care, you know, it's a, it's a number of things. It's no perfect formula, but um, that was definitely a big, uh, big indicator. Fo- focusing on pitching and then really getting into, you know, my strength, long tossing and, you know, implementing some of the stuff that they do at driveline, uh, starting with Coach Kenny and then Coach Chris Fetter, who came in, who was, you know, pretty much a player development guru. Um, around the baseball world, you know, it's, it's, it's a game changer having a guy like that, um, you know, working with your pitching staff. Well, yeah. And it seems like that player development was, was huge at Michigan. I mean, even, even looking at the run that you guys made through, through Omaha to the national championship in 2019, it just seemed like everything was just kind of hitting a pinnacle at, at that moment. Just kind of tell us how, how that team was able to go on that run. And because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys knew that you guys could do it, but it seemed like you guys were kind of written off when when the playoffs started. So just kind of walk us through that mentality and just that whole experience. Yeah, so um, I guess I'd probably point to, you know, the end of the – going down the stretch of the Big Ten regular season, we had the lead. And we had to win two out of the last six Big Ten tournament or Big Ten games, not tournament games, but just regular season. We had a series against Indiana, and I'm pretty sure we got swept at home. And then we went and played against Nebraska, and who, you know, a team that we should have taken a series from and could had a chance to, you know, win the Big Ten. And we dropped two out of three and and didn't end up winning the Big Ten. So after that, it was kind of like, geez, all right, well, we just blew that. So, you know, there's not much else to lose now. And we knew we had the talent, you know, to, to make a run and get hot. You know, when we had talent all over the field and deep into the pitching staff. But I think we were just playing tight at the end of the regular season. And then once we kind of, you know, pretty much blew the Big Ten regular season championship, it was like, well, we got the Big Ten tournament. There's nothing left to lose. Like, you know, let's just go have fun and, you know, play as loose and as free as we could. And that's when things started just firing on all, on all cylinders, I guess. Well, I mean, Jack Jack is a former Michigan Wolverine, now current uh, Oakland A. And Jack, thank you so much for, for op- hopping on here with us. And uh, we wish you the best going forward in your in your career with the A's and hope hope everything keeps keeps going how it's going for you. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back, guys. Uh, that was that was actually a really awesome interview with Jack. I hope I hope you guys were able to take away some of his experiences and some of his insights in his recruiting process, or or even really if it just gives you some ideas moving forward in your own recruiting process. But I'm going to bring back in 
Joe, I mean, what what kind of stood out to you in in Joe's story or just kind of what he said that kind of stood out to you? I think you mean Jack's story, but I think we all know what you meant, Jared. Um, I think the biggest the biggest thing that stuck out to me was the fact that he was such an early bloomer. I mean, we talked to him before we did the recording just to really get more background on, on his story. But I think he mentioned he was like 6'2", 185, or 190 as an eighth grader. And he was just throwing – Yeah, just huge. And he was throwing 88 miles an hour as an eighth grader. Um, but like our podcast last week was with Nick, who was the definition of a late bloomer. Like Nick didn't even really play in high school until his senior year and then gets to Chapman as an infielder and then he plays pro ball as a pitcher who's topping out at close to 98 miles an hour. And, you know, they, they get to the same place, but just completely different journeys. And it's just so interesting because I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, right? Like no one has, there's no one right way. You know? Well, and I think, I think that's just college baseball and the recruiting process in a nutshell is just guys are at, such a wide spectrum of starting points, whether it be player development or physical development. I mean, it's, and I mean, that's, that's what ends up being sometimes with the opportunities that you have. I mean, we know Nick and if teams knew what he was going to grow into in two, three years after, after maturing a little bit, he would have, he would have been on the national radar of all of, all of the major D one teams. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a process, but again, Jack, Jack and, and Nick are both going to be playing pro ball and they're both going to be ending up in the same spot. So it's, it's really, you can go wherever and still get to the end point, but yeah, it's just, everyone has such a different starting point. And I think that was, that was huge to see in our last two episodes. Absolutely. Just taking advantage of the opportunities that you get. I mean, they both did it. Um, you know, going into into Jack's story more, just being in Michigan, not in a hotbed of, of baseball talent, but, you know, he took advantage of the opportunities he had playing summer ball and then going to those big tournaments in Georgia and Florida and playing in front of all those coaches. And, you know, like for him, it was just getting himself in front of coaches. And, I mean, that's the biggest part of recruiting, right? The more you can well, get and, yourself in front of coaches. I feel like – I feel like when he was talking about his summer team, he talked about just there was a ton of dudes on that team. Yeah, and yeah. I think that often gets overlooked. If you can get on a team with with just dudes, more coaches are going to come see you. I mean, right. even if you're not the dude on that team, I'd much rather be the, the seventh dude on that team because the other six dudes are going to bring in a ton of coaches. And if one of them likes Absolutely. me, then then again, I'd, I'd much rather have that. So if you can find yourself on one of those teams, do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think another huge part of the podcast was, I don't think he touched on it. He, he definitely touched on it a decent amount, but I thought he could have gone into it a little more, but just having his dad as, as a support system. Um, like, I mean, his dad knew the ins and outs of recruiting because he is an athletic director. Like, he gets the whole process. And I mean, that's what we're trying to bring in this in this podcast, right? Is more information about how this stuff works. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, I mean, it's 
I mean, not everyone's going to have a dad or, or close relative that's an athletic director or a college coach, but like like Joe said, we're trying to we're trying to be that for you if you can't find one of those. But if you can find someone who's playing college baseball or played college baseball or in any way has experience to kind of walk you through or give you some advice or mentorship through the college recruiting process, then take advantage of that. Absolutely. And the last thing I really want to touch on is his conversation with Coach Backich and his, just his relationship with it. I mean, they just seem to be so close. I mean, Coach, we, we go back to the conversation he had when I think what Jack was visiting for a football game and Coach Backich and him talked for two hours before that. And that was like the, the turning like the turning moment for when Jack knew he wanted to come to Michigan, but it was that, it was that belief that it was that belief in coach Backage, but also the belief that, you know, he, this is the place for him because all of his, what he sees in a school and what he values is exactly what he would get at Michigan. Well, in a testament to coach Backage and what, what he's been able to build out there in Ann Arbor, I mean, they're going to be a very, very good program for years to come. And it's it's really just the vision that he he brought in with that um, to, to build up that Michigan team and bring in uh, recruits like like Jack and, and build that 2019 national championship run. But but yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. And and Jack's story is is truly, truly interesting. But if you want to hear more more episodes and more stories like this, please reach out to us of schools you want to hear or or players even that that you want us to have on this on this podcast. And you can reach us on on all the socials um, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. But but also reach out to us on our website, officialvisitpod.com, and you can read up on more of our interviews. You can get more background on both Joe and I and. And we want to we want to engage with you. I mean, this is this is made for you guys to help you guys out. So please do not hesitate to reach out to us. Thanks again, guys. And we'll see you next week.